Easter is usually my favorite time of year. Uh, there are usually full churches with exuberant praise. There are sunrise services and family dinners and extra prayer. This year, as you know, is different. Families are not supposed to get together. Churches are closed, and even when we could meet, our praise was muted. Uh, we wear masks. Uh, talking to people who are working with the public, they tell me that they encounter people regularly who are just frustrated and angry and, and just belligerent. Talk to families with young kids, and they're just doing their best to hold it together. Talk to families with older kids, and they'll tell you that they're weary. I thought with the arrival of spring that, that uh, hope would be just around the corner, that people's spirits would re uh, be reviving. My experience, though, is that people are devolving. Around Perth, the, the numbers were really high, and now they're low, but we're in lockdown anyways. And it's just another added stress. And people are being pushed over the top. Here's what I want you to know. The good news of Jesus Christ just isn't for good times. And it just isn't for uh, times when things are easy. The good news of Easter speaks right into the issues of today. And if you felt challenged in this time, then this message is for you. Today I'm going to take you to the book of 1 Peter. As you might have guessed, it's written by the disciple Peter, Peter the Apostle, Peter, one of the best friends of Jesus. It was written to uh, at near the end of G uh, Peter's life. He may have been in prison when he wrote this. Uh, life was not easy for him, and it was written to people in Asia Minor. You can see on the map, it's kind of the yellow and the, the green area. Jerusalem's down in the bottom right-hand corner. It's in modern-day Turkey. And it was written to followers of Jesus in that area. The people who he was writing to were finding life hard too. It wasn't a time of real persecution yet. Christians were not being thrown to the lions yet. Christianity was still legal, but it was really hard. Here's how Peter puts it, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. Now for a little while you may have had to suffer griefs, in all kinds of trials. Their challenge was different than ours, but I know that some of you can really relate to grief in all kinds of trials. Some of you are suffering physically. Some of you are challenged emotionally. Some of you are finding it difficult relationally. Some of you are struggling spiritually. It's been a tough time. So when, when Peter puts Quill to paper, his life is hard. The people who he is writing to have a hard life. And yet this is what he says. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance was, is kept in heaven for you, 
who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last times. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come, that the proven uh, genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him, now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This passage acknowledges the hardship, but this is not a woe is me kind of passage. You can, can tell that Peter, even though being in prison, is bursting with joy. And the people that he is writing to have experienced that joy. That joy can be traced back to Easter Sunday morning. It can be traced back to that first Easter 2,000 years ago. And in spite of the challenges you face, I want to invite you into the joy. Come with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Peter's re initial response to life right now is worship. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I know that there are a number of you who, who don't feel like worshiping. I know that life is hard. But when you don't feel like worshiping, that's probably when you need to worship the most. Because worship has a way of putting life into perspective. It takes our problems that seem bigger than God, and it brings them into a true size in relationship with God, knowing that God is overall, that God is bigger than the problems we face. Notice the content of Peter's praise. It's, it's, he says, and, and this is... Uh, the phrase I want to camp on for, for the rest of the Sunday, Sunday. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. New birth, living hope, through the resurrection. On Good Friday, if you had a chance to join us, we looked at uh, how sin was more than just breaking God's laws how sin was a poison to our soul. It was soul rot. Imagine your soul like a, a beautiful, ripe apple. It is full of goodness, and, and it's just bursting with life. That is what you were meant to be, full of love and unafraid. But, but sin comes into the world, and it rots our soul. Our minds and our hearts are poisoned against God and each other. And because of the shame, we hide ourselves and our truest selves get buried deep within. And we are afraid to let others see what is really on the inside of us. Sometimes we are afraid to look at, other, at our true selves ourselves. That is what sin did to us. Jesus died on the cross. And he took our sins. 
He took our rot upon himself. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf, that we might know the righteousness of God in him. Now when we come to, to Peter, it says that he has given us a new birth into a living hope. Best illustration I, I can think of to describe it is if, if you are that apple and, and Jesus removes all the rot, then there is nothing but seeds left. In those seeds are the potential you, and Jesus takes the real you, and he plants it in the kingdom of God. He takes that seed and plants it in the nourishment of the Spirit of God. And instead of the poisonous lies that, that Satan has put into us, we grow up into the truth. And we grow up into all of who God has made us to be. That seed grows up to be the same in the sense that it's an apple, but it's healthy and grows robust without rot. You grow up in the kingdom of God to be truly what you were meant to be. Truly human in the best sense of the word. We are planted in the kingdom of God and you grow healthy and whole. The rot is gone. Growing up in the kingdom of God is one of, uh, of the, the pictures of new birth that this passage gives us. Let me give you a different picture of the new birth. You will notice again that he says, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The new birth comes out of the resurrection. The, the cross of Christ took our sin away. The cross of Christ took our rot away. But the whole point of the cross of Christ is not just so that you can be forgiven of sin. Christ dealt with your sin on the cross, but that was a means to an end, not an end in itself. The end in itself was that, that you could walk in relationship with God, that you could be connected to God. Relationship is too weak a word. I have a relationship with my auto mechanic. He fixes my car. Now this is, maybe the best word to use would be union. You're, you're called to walk in this union with God, where you and he are walking together. Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When, when Jesus uh, was raised from the dead, that same resurrection power was uh, at work in you who believe. And you were made a new creation. You were spiritually reborn. And here's what that means. You're, you're that creation. Christ has come into you. And so he is inside you by the power of his spirit. But not only that, but he is inside you, but you are in him. You have been invited into the very life of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit existed from the beginning. They have this loving community of conversation and, and grace that just flows all around them. And you're right, invited right into the heart of God. You are in Christ. And that conversation, that spirit flows all around you. You are in God through the power of the resurrection. You've been born anew right into the heart of the Trinity. Paul writes, you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. 
you have been given a, a spiritual union with the God of the universe. That's part of what it means to be born anew. You were placed in a, in a new place, in a new family. God is your Father. Is there any wonder why Peter starts off with praise? Because this is truly a wonder. The God of the universe wants a relationship with us. He wants a relationship with you. You may say the route's gone too far, it's been too bad, but that is not true, my friend. God loves you. And he calls you into this union with him. The new birth has been accomplished because of what we celebrate today. We've been given a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Let me stop there and say that if you're listening to me today and you've never invited Jesus into your life, I want to invite you to do that right now. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Remove the sin. Remove the rot. Plant me in the kingdom of God. Help me to grow up to be healthy and whole the way you created me to be. Lord, I give you myself. Lord, I willingly join myself with you. You are now my leader, and I'm going to follow you. A prayer, something like that, doesn't have to be the exact words, but a prayer like that brings you into the kingdom of God. It brings you into the life of God. It brings you right into the heart of God, and it brings God into you. When you pray in faith, God does amazing, amazing things. So let me take you to the next part of the verse. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A living hope. We, we get hope. Uh, we're hoping that something will happen in the future. We hope for a vaccine. We hope for COVID to be over. We hope for a great summer. We, we hope for life after uh, lockdown. But that's a living hope is more than that kind of hope. The, this is a living hope. Come with me in your imagination. Uh, imagine that we're going on a hike into the Rocky Mountains. And you've heard of this spectacular place that few people know about. But you heard that it is gorgeous and life-changing and transforming. And you want to see it. You want to get there. Um, it's a hidden spot. The only way to get there is to hike. You, you don't know the way to you. You've seen it sort of on a map. But what makes all the difference is you have a guide. And the guide has been there. And he uh, can describe the place well. I don't, don't know if you've ever been on a, on, on a hike in the mountains, but sometimes it can get pretty tough. You're walking uphill. Sometimes the terrain is not even. Um, even. It's treacherous. Sometimes the journey can just be tedious. Sometimes the hike can be long. Sometimes it feels like you've been walking uphill forever. You wonder if you're ever going to make it. But now where do we get to the living hope? You have a guide who walks beside you. And even when life is hard, he says, I'm with you. You're going to make it. I'm going to make sure that you make it. Yeah, I see the troubles and challenges. I want you to know this just for a little while. You are going to be able to make it through. The resurrection teaches us that, that we live in an already 
not yet kind of world. Jesus con conquered sin and death, and yet we see sin and we see death. It surrounds us. He, he conquered the rot that was in our soul, and yet when we take a look inside, there's sometimes we don't like what we see. We've been forgiven and cleansed from sin, but we're still recovering from the poison of sin. We have this union with the God of the universe, but sometimes it just feels like God is far away. We live in this already, but not yet kind of world. You can look back and you can see some beautiful sights, and many of you have seen beautiful things on your spiritual journey. But we're not where we want to be yet. You see progress you've made, but you realize that there's so much more of the journey to be taken. And right now the way is hard and the path is steep. And you're wondering if you're going to be able to make it. Some of you are tired from the hike. You're weary from the journey, and I get it, and I understand, but more than that, Jesus gets it, and He understands. He knows who you really are and what you really need, and He's right there, right beside you. Say, I, if you take my hand, I'll walk, I'll walk with you. Don't run ahead of me, don't lag behind me, just take each step as I take them. And you will find yourself journeying in to places that are amazing and good and right. Trust me on this journey. Continue to connect to me. Jesus says, I, I'm the vine, you're the branches. you got to stay plugged into him because our spiritual energy comes from him. That resurrection flows from him into us. And it's a regular thing that needs to be nourished. Because we're so often, we in our own uh, selves, shove God to the side. But Jesus is saying, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to do this. Hear the word of the Lord. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy... He's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And this inheritance is kept for in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming salvation that is ready to be in the re revealed in the last time. Did you catch that? You're shielded by God's power right now, even in the middle of the journey. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. It's Resurrection Day. The power of God was demonstrated in the Son who uh, was raised from the dead. And that same resurrection power dwells in you who believe. And he says you can make it. It's not by your own might or your own power, but it is by my Spirit, says the Lord. You can make it. In fact, not only can you survive, but the Lord is looking to produce a well-being of soul in you. So that despite the circumstances on the outside, you can say, it is well with my soul. He's looking to do such a work in you where you grow healthy on the inside in spite of the pressures on the outside. 
you grow alive on the inside, even though day by day you, you feel challenged. That's what he's looking to do in you. And he invites you into this relationship. So he's called you to connect. My question is, will you? Will you connect with him this week? Just spend some time. And it's a process. It's already not yet. He's done the work, but we're still having the work applied to our lives. He invites you to come. Will you step into the joy in spite of the difficulty? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you hear and answer prayer. Lord, for those who are, are challenged with the day-to-day -day life right now, I'm praying that you would speak grace and truth and life into them. Lord, as they draw close to you, I'm praying that you would draw close to them and that you would encourage them and strengthen them, that you would show them what it means to be born anew and that they would be healthy and whole, that they would be full of life in spite of the pressures. Lord Jesus, you care for them whatever state they find themselves in. Thank you that you loved us before we ever loved you. Lord, for those today who have yet to take that step, I'm praying, Lord, that you would show them the, the wonder of your love and what you want for them. Lord, thank you that you are able to do amazing things. In Jesus' name, amen.